and welcome to Ask Nikki Novo. On this show, I'll be performing live readings for our listeners. Plus, we'll be exploring pop culture through a spiritual lens as I read the energy of celebrities and trending stories. It will be the best reading these celebrities never asked for. Get your heart ready because you're about to receive spiritual guidance for your everyday challenges. Hello, my friends. Today we have a solo episode, which means it's just you and me. Didn't take in any questions. I am going to talk about possibly a question that is on a lot of people's minds. So I guess we will be answering a question, but this one's really just what I felt inspired to speak about, to maybe teach on, and just have some time, you and me shorter episode. No celebrities. No, no, none of those outsiders. Just us. (laughs) Over the last few weeks, I was feeling that a lot of people are feeling like our goals are shifting, not happening, (laughs) dying, which is something I predicted in um, my mid-year reading, if you want to check it out on YouTube. But I want to go deeper into that. So what if you are burnt out on your dreams, right? Like what if you are burnt out on your vision, on your goal? Uh, What if you've been working towards something for a long time? What if you've been holding the faith for something a long time? Whether it's dating or land that you want to buy or a job, career switch and you've been doing the things, but doesn't feel like you are there yet or at your vision and it's exhausting and, you know, discouraging, tiring, all the things. So what happens and what does this mean and what do we do with it? Really? So I've been feeling into that because I am just a climber by nature. (laughs) I actually have uh, my South node is in Capricorn. So even though I am all sorts of cancer and that's really what I should be moving into, I am just like an achiever. You know, I, I, I'm very comfortable there. I'm very comfortable climbing and reaching things. And no matter how many dreams come true for me, I am always looking to the next one. Uh, and I've been thinking about that a lot lately and been thinking about you guys that are working so hard or doing the healing work. And I want to talk a little bit about that. So I was actually going to just kind of write and download myself, but uh, I was doing it on the land and uh, where we live and the land was like, I want to speak. (laughs) So I said, okay. I call her Grandmother Rock. It's like the name that we decided on. So I was like, okay, she wanted to speak through. And the question, you know, like if we want like a little question to kind of anchor us, it would be, will I ever reach my goals? Will I ever reach my dreams? Will I ever reach my vision? Right? That was kind of the question I was putting forth. And what she was saying, she first was like, well, what are goals? You know, and she was explaining that like goals are living presently for a promise in the future. So just, you know, with that, we're already a little bit into trouble, you know, because we are living according to what may or may not come. And we're kind of missing most of the day every day 
because we are working towards, you know, the promise and there is really no promise. So sometimes we might even be doing a task and instead of doing the task for the love of the task, right? Like let's say I'm going to write two hours today on my book. Instead of like doing it for the love of writing, because I get to write right now in this moment, string some words together and I love it. Instead, I might sit down and write that book only because I've created this like promise in my head that a book will be finished, that a book will do well. And uh, that really messes with the energy. It also messes with ourselves. And we really have to find a balance between knowing that, yes, like it is important to have visions and goals and all that. And she has more to say about that. But also we got to go back to the everyday and be okay with doing things every day because they bring us joy. And if they are things that maybe we can't find the joy in anymore, right? So for example, um, I do love writing, but you know, I've been writing for a long time and um, it is associated with my work. So maybe a part of me has like lost the joy in writing. It doesn't mean that I would stop writing. It means that I have to really check in with myself and be like, why have I lost the joy? And how can I get it back? So it's not about being like, oh, well, I guess like writing doesn't bring me any joy anymore. I might, I shouldn't be doing it. It's really about kind of getting down to the core of like why. And sometimes, and most of the time, you guys, the reason there is no joy in the thing that used to bring us joy is because of all the pressure we put in ourselves. The only reason writing would not be fun for me is because of all the pressure I put on myself and what is going to happen if, or if I do write, right? So we got to find that joy in the everyday steps that's going to make this very different. So that was the first thing she wanted to talk about. And then I was like, well, okay, got that. Thank you. But then I thought, well, what if we're in this place where we're doubting our vision, right? Like what if we're like, maybe I'm never going to get married. You know, maybe I'm never going to have kids. Maybe um, I'm never going to like make money doing this thing that I want to make money doing. What if our visions are wrong? And she was saying that if you see a flash of the future, like of your vision. So for example, we have a vision for the land. You know, that's what I was telling her. I was like, you don't like you know, goals, but I mean, we have a goal for you. (laughs) We have a vision for the land. You know, there's things that we know we need to tend to and work towards to be able to make this uh, property like what it wants to be to to help it live into its potential. So what do you say about that? (laughs) And she was saying, well, if you see flashes of the future enough, then you need to think of that experience as your future self calling you, your future self kind of like a magnet drawing you to that vision. Because a lot of the times, um, especially, you know, if we're into manifesting, you know, we tend to um, say like, okay, I'm just going to like vision this thing. I'm going to see myself, you know, I don't know, being a best-selling author. I'm going to see myself doing, you know, being with this partner. And she's, kind of what she was alluding to was almost like there is a difference between us kind of seeing the vision and like, 
you know, letting ourselves sit in meditation and like go there and kind of force the vision rather than there are times in life where we receive the vision. And she wanted us to focus more on like the receiving of visions. Like she said, she was like, everybody is receiving visions. And that is, and we're not talking about the bad one, guys, the anxiety visions. I'm just talking about the little flashes of like, oh, like I can see myself doing that. Like I can see myself. And that's like the vision she wanted us to focus more on. So sometimes we're working towards things and goals and um, we do have to walk that fine line of wondering and asking ourselves and just checking in with ourselves, like how much am I forcing this and how much of this is like true for me? And the way that by receiving these visions are just kind of like a sign that these are true for me. And also, and and I say that, and I I don't want you to ever like worry about uh, your desires, you know, kind of like, oh shoot, like, well, maybe I'm not getting visions of me being married, you know, like if, does that mean it's not for me? And she spoke about that too. She said that the hardest part is that we don't have like respect for the process sometimes. So we want this thing and it doesn't come out of nowhere. Like it's something that's like a kind of a co-creation with us in the universe. But we tend to like want to manipulate it or want it to happen, you know, when we want it to happen, all this stuff. And that there's no like respect for the process. She says that often like we need to become somebody to be able to have, you know, to to be in the energy of of living that vision. We need to, you know, heal something within us. Like there's this, she was talking about like the process of nature. You know, it's like, I might drop a seed today because I'm so excited for these flowers to grow, but like there is a whole process for that flower to grow. And if I disrespect the process, like if I'm, if I'm trying to go against like nature's natural course, that's when I can really get doubtful about whether or not this flower is going to bloom, you know, um, whether or not it's going to happen. And she was also referring to like pivots and tweaks, right? So I might place a seed down and I'm like, oh man, nothing's happening. Like really nothing's happening. Um, and then I realize I see a little bird come and it just ate one of my seeds. And it's like, oh, duh, this is like not happening because a bird is coming in and doing its nature thing, which is getting some food and getting some seeds and messing with like my little nature thing going on here. So sometimes I have to pivot. So maybe I decide that I'm going to grow my flowers inside my house first um, until they get strong enough to go outside that a bird's not going to eat them because they're not a seed anymore. So I have to kind of see where, where the dream or where the vision is pulling and calling me to. And I have to be okay with pivoting. I have to be okay also with times of really letting go old visions so that the true vision can come forward, right? So, you know, my husband and I, we we had a vision for ourselves and we were living that vision. It was Miami and it was the private schools and, you know, the keeping up and the beautiful house and the pristine, you know, everything. And he got sick and, or he had been sick and I had no idea, right? And like whatever I thought our life was going to be in Miami, whatever he thought his life was going to be in Miami, you know, years before we married, we probably had these visions of like what adulthood would look like in Miami, what family life would look like. That was starting to die because what my true, true vision was happy family, beautiful life, big dreams, right? But I decided at some point before then, 
even though that was like my big general vision, I decided to label the vision. And I said, well, I, that, yes, I want happiness, but happiness only comes by living this way in Miami. And the bigger vision, the one that has like less titles and less restrictions on it is always the one that's going to win out. So the label of like the type of vision, I, you know, like when, like when I decided to label the vision or tell the vision what it was, that's what at some point needed to die. And that was what was dying. And it could be very scary because I was like, oh man, like I, I'm going to get divorced. Like I thought like I was going to be married to this person forever. I thought we were going to have a family, all those things. And I had to be willing to let that die so that the true vision without my pointing of the finger and my labeling could come to be. So she was explaining that too. You know, she was explaining that, you know, it's usually like there's this very heart-centered vision, which has very little words that is actually like the true driving force. Like that's the one that the universe decided, like agreed to creating with you. But then we interpret those visions as best as we can as humans and with our ego. And that interpretation is not always 100%. So we work towards the interpretation many times. And like, that's the goal that we're working towards. And at some point, what's beautiful is that the true, raw, natural vision is still there. And it's still trying to live and come to be. But we're not like always super in touch with that version of the vision. Instead, we're working towards our interpretation of the vision. And many times the interpretation of the vision has to die. (laughs) So my interpretation of my vision died, right? But in that death became like the truth. It was like land and, you know, husband doing this and kids living like this and company shifting like this, right? It was all these things that were, were in communion with the large vision and not with my interpretation, but I had to be willing to let go of my interpretation. So that is part of why we get burnt out too, because we might be working towards an interpretation of the vision rather than the the true nature of the vision. And and honestly, it's I, I like I think that the vision for our life is like, you know, it's those questions we ask. It's like the sole purpose, the soul's contract. And I've been doing many readings for you know many years. I've done hundreds. And I haven't, I just have this understanding that like, I don't think we're all like, I don't think we're ready to like really know the fullness of the true vision of our life. So we're going to get it wrong sometimes and not even wrong, but we're just going to see it in a very narrow way. And that's, that's like our little interpretations. And with time, we, our consciousness expands and we're like, oh gosh, that was, I was just a little off in that interpretation. Like it's actually wider and bigger than that. So. I don't, I, I don't think we can avoid that. I don't think it's, you know, I think that the best thing we can do is work towards expanding our consciousness and our minds is the best thing that we can do. But what we could do that, like something that we can be aware of and be involved in is letting our interpretations die so that the bigger vision can really take form. I want to go back to when she said that like these flashes of, our future are really like can be seen as the future self trying to bring us over to that vision. 
I thought that was a really interesting way to kind of get out of our own way to maybe not be so controlling and to trust, you know, it's like, oh, like these visions are happening. Like I'm, you know, having these little moments of like, oh, I can see myself, you know, with this person or I can see myself. And if it just, that vision brings like a certain like lightness and there's a kind of a feeling of being unattached to it, like that's like a good way of seeing like, oh, this was given to me. Cause she's talking about these visions that are given to us that we're not like seeking or forcing. So it's a different energy and, you know, it's given to us in a way that like, oh, wow, what a surprise. And therefore, if it was a surprise, like I don't have to be like super attached to it. So kind of when you were receiving it, also being a good like inner parent to ourselves, being like, listen, like you were given that vision, like it's going to happen. You don't, maybe you don't know when, maybe you don't know how, but like it was given to you. So being able to trust that and being able to even like connect with the future self that has that vision, that's like already living it, right? Because like, what is time? It's not even real. So this has already happened. Like that vision has already happened on a timeline and being able to like use that, your future self as your mentor, you know, to be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Thanks for doing all that work. Like whatever you did to get there, that's amazing. Please show me, like, please show me how. I think we're always constantly looking for other mentors, you know, like people that, that were like, oh, I just want to follow her blueprint. I want to do her, you know? And it's like, we, especially the world that we're living in right now. And I know most of you that are listening, like if you're attracted to me, it's like, because you're a, you're a trailblazer, which means that you are not going to follow somebody else's path. I can, I can tell you, you know, how I got my, to my place and it might help a little bit, but the truth is like your path is going to be very unique to you. So when seeking a mentor, it's really seeking the version of us that has already lived into, that's already living into that vision. So a lot of, you know, kind of feeling into that version of ourselves that already lives there and and asking for their support, asking for their guidance and following the guidance and trusting that the only reason like that vision is coming forward is because we're being pulled towards it. But many times, unfortunately, we try to push towards it rather than being pulled towards it. Being pulled means, you know, I receive guidance. I receive, um, I I talk a lot about this, you guys, in my manifesting um, course. If anybody wants to take that, I'll drop the link. But it's really about, oh, I'm being pulled here. I'm receiving this guidance. I'm going to follow it rather than, oh, got to sit down, got to make this like perfect plan and I'm going to stick to the plan and keep going and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, this is like very, felt very magnetic the way she was explaining it. So then I asked, I'm like, okay, cool. I think maybe we know some of this, but um, what about tired? (laughs) What about being tired? What about exhaustion? She was like, well, there's like very simple reasons for that. Number one, she was saying that like, there are no breaks sometimes. Like when we are working towards a vision or we're like, you know, trying to be good stewards of that vision. Because a lot of times it's not like we're being ego assholes and trying to, you know, force our way through. It's like, no, I, I feel this potential. I, I feel that the that the divine is trying to help me go that way. So I want to, you know, I want to do a good job. But there's just not enough breaks is what she was saying. Like there has to be um, breaks because again, she says that when we don't take breaks and we're just like, oh, well, I must work 12 hours to get this done or I must, you know, kind of keep doing this thing. What she's saying is that that's kind of a sign that we don't have respect for the process of nature. 
um, that we don't trust the process of nature, you know? So kind of like that seed story, you know, like I'm going to drop that seed. I mean, it's okay to go to sleep. You know, like I don't have to sit and watch the seed for 24 hours. Like it's okay for me to go to sleep because it's, you know, the nature is going to take its natural process. So breaks are kind of disrespectful. I mean, I'm sorry, like a lack of breaks, like not taking breaks is kind of like disrespectful towards the natural process of creation. I know that you're not all planting flowers. That's not everybody's vision, but uh, whatever you're creating still goes by the natural laws of creation. And um, if we don't take breaks, we're disrespecting those laws. And when we disrespect laws means is that we're going against like the, um, the momentum that we could be riding and that could be easier and flowier and more beautiful and, you know, and even faster for it to come. She was also saying that there's not enough celebration. So sometimes we may have these very big visions for, um, that are very long-term, you know, sometimes like my husband, and he's always good about that. He's like, Nikki, five-year plan. And I was like, five year. I thought it was like a five month plan. He's like five-year plan, you know, it was very like learn long-term. And, you know, sometimes when you're so in the moment, I think you can forget about like that some things like do take time. So when you have those long goals, sometimes you're only, you know, like, let's say my five-year plan was like, oh, I want to have my house paid off and I want to have a company that pays me enough that I can do three big travels with my family, you know, a year, I don't know, or I, and I have a vacation home, I don't know. So like, if that may be like the big vision, right. And maybe that takes, I don't know, 10 years or whatever. But she's saying is that like, in from here to those 10 years of like accomplishing all that, there are little milestones, little celebrations in between. So maybe like the first celebration would be um, the first time I double pay my mortgage. You know, like if my goal is to, you know, not have a mortgage, maybe the day that I have enough money to pay my mortgage twice in a month, you know, like if your mortgage is $2,000 and you you put 4,000 because you're trying to pay off that that debt, like that should be a celebration. And she says like, when there is no celebration, it's kind of like not getting water breaks when you're running a mile. Then there's just like no restoration. And also it's like really uh, demoralizing and like discouraging if there are no celebrations. So maybe I haven't lived into all my visions yet, but uh, living, you know, finding this land and closing on it, building a house, like that's a celebration. You know, yes, there are more things that I want to (laughs) accomplish, but I should be celebrating, like stopping and celebrating. And that's what rehydrates us. And then the last thing she wanted to say was that goals, she doesn't really like that word, but like goals, visions, dreams, they're always working out. It's just that they're constantly realigning is what she was saying. So sometimes we set the intention, like let's say it's like, okay, I, you know, I'm starting this new company and I really want it to make... Um, $10,000 a month for me consistently. And, you know, I got a little bit going, I got something going. And then all of a sudden, you know, I've, I've been hitting like $8,000 a month, like consistently, and I'm almost there at the 10. And then something happens where 
I realized like, I don't know, I've been selling something and it doesn't sell anymore and just something very unexpected, right? On that roll, like it looked like I was about to hit 10. It almost makes, it almost feels like the goal post has moved, you know? Like I was almost there and then woof, it's kind of like a, for some of us who've been wanting to buy a house and we were saving up money and then all of a sudden 2020 happened and over the last two years, like houses have doubled, right? And it's like, whoa, I was... Like now all of a sudden, somehow I'm going to have to catch up tremendously when I was like almost there. I almost had enough for a down payment. And now it's like, I need double what, you know, of what I have. So that's kind of, that's the feeling of like the goalpost moving, you know, like you have a goal and it actually like moves out of nowhere, like really far in advance. And she was saying that like that happens because the, the like realignment is happening and there's like a process happening. So what she's saying is like, you're going to get that house or you're going to get that 10 grand a month, but the way you're going about it is no longer a fit. It's um, unhealthy. Let's say you were trying to get to that 10 grand, but by working 10 hours a day and you know, you're just going to have to keep working more and more to like make that money. And what she's trying to say is that it's the process, like the way in which you were moving to it to achieve that is no longer um, viable. Like it's just not a fit. And actually this is like when the divine is really trying to protect us and take care of us. It may not look that way from our human selves, but it's like, yeah, we're going to get you there, but not this way, not the way you're going about it. And then a process begins. And that's usually like when a healing begins or kind of, um, you know, maybe I'll be like, well, maybe I don't need to make 10 grand or maybe I don't like love what I'm doing. And, you know, we might go through some like soul searching during that time, but it's really just a realignment. And then when that soul searching process is complete for, you know, for the, the time being, then we get, it's like a detour road. Then we get like really on the path and then the path continues. And then we hit that 10 grand or we get that house, but through a very different way. Like we do, we're doing it very differently. We are living differently. We are different people. So we have to, that is probably the hardest part about when when goals, like that's probably what causes the most burnout. It's like when that goalpost moves or when it doesn't even look like it's possible anymore. But feel into the realignment feel it's very mystery. You know, it's it's hard because it's a very mysterious time. Like it's like, you don't know what's in front of you, but allow the realignment to happen, right? Like focus, that's the time to go inward, focusing on myself. What are these new feelings I'm having? What are these new ideas that I'm having? Not feeling like you need to understand them or know them or have, you know, a, an absolute answer, but following the breadcrumbs of like that, internal process that's trying to realign you. You're not supposed to know where and how it's realigning you, but it's important to understand when it's happening, when I have to. And it's really like, it's an ego death. It's the ego like leaving that area of life and it's it will fight for a while, you know? But this is really just like, okay, if I surrender, if I let all of that go, then what is life? Like, who am I? What's, you know, what's trying to happen? And almost it, it's like when, when you, when you get so deep into that process that you forget about the $10,000 goal or the house goal, that's actually like when it's really working. And then just out of nowhere, the $10,000 goal comes and the house comes through a very, through a much more sustainable way of living. So very much it's happening for you and not against you. And that's what I have to say about 
goal burnout and vision burnout. Uh, I'm sorry that I know many of us are going through it. I know I'm going through it in certain areas and it's uh, could feel very, you know, you feel very lost and confused and all of that. But remember too that another good way is like to kind of understand that maybe we're at a blank canvas. Like maybe that whole era, it's the end of an era. Like the era has ended. So if we can see like the start and end of an era, the start of an era, excuse me, the end of an era, and then the beginning of a new one, we also don't need to like attach the old era anymore and be like, oh, I've been dating forever. What if you're in a new era where it's like, oh, I'm about, I'm like, I'm in this new era where I'm meeting like the person I'm going to marry, right? So like, can we draw like a line at the end of an era and at the beginning of a new era and not combine them anymore so that the journey doesn't feel so exhausting, so the journey doesn't feel so long? It's kind of like having a layover, you know? It's like, well, there was one flight from North Carolina to Dallas. That's one flight. And then there's another flight from Dallas to California. That's another flight. So kind of being able to be like, living into understanding I'm on, I'm on a new flight. I'm no longer on the North Carolina to Dallas flight. I'm, you know, on the Dallas to whatever San Francisco flight. So being able to see that and not attach the past to this new journey. And that will also give us life and joy and energy. So I wish you so much love and serendipity and guidance and magic as you're on this new journey. I send you a lot of protection and safety and feeling secure during this moment because you are, you are secure by the divine guidance that's with you. It actually loves you more than you would know. (laughs) So enjoy the journey and I will see you next episode. I leave you with this blessing, a sacred song written and performed by my dear friend, Lindsay Simsick. This is Clarity. Yeah.